Nicolette. And I'm Jules. Happy Labor Day. And happy September. Oh my gosh. Where does time go? No, truly. Um, like, guess what's been happening at work? No. What? <laughs> I immediately think it's like something bad. <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. It is something bad. I mean, bad to us. Like something you're going to be offended. Stop. What? Mm-hmm. So my patients come in and I say, how's your summer going? And they've mm. been responding with, oh, it was nope. good. No, 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 no. It was no. so good. <gasps> and I just, I Correct. can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I say <laughs> literally to one person <laughs> last week, I said, um, look outside and convince me that that's not summer a hundred degrees are we gonna call that fall can't won't no no so and i isn't like the actual last day of summer in like in september i think so i think it is so, so like, i refuse we're not there. i know i know that like families and moms especially especially consider summer over when kids go back to school and Mm -hmm. I understand I understand the logic Mm -hmm. I just respectfully disagree (laughs) yes what a great way to put it (laughs) it is still summer at least here it is it has literally been over 100 degrees Mm -hmm. for uh, over a week right for sure a century yeah (laughs) too long but I also feel like I've read somewhere that there's a heat wave across America. Like that this oh. is like hot, more hot in like every state than they're used to. Okay. I wouldn't I, I didn't read that it was like 100 degrees everywhere. I'm just saying I think that it's unseasonably hot everywhere. It's just toasty. It's just a little toasty. Okay. But I hope that means we have like a very long fall that's like cozy yes middle temperatures like warm into like late October maybe into January <laughs> please two weeks of quick winter like and we're you guys, back to spring you guys aren't ready for us to start complaining about winter yet <laughs> no honestly because we're nightmares when it when it comes to winter we're nightmares we really are it's really it's it's a big deal like you might as well tune out for winter because we just complain the whole beginning of every episode <laughs> we're like 18 more weeks till spring yes <laughs> But I hope that the heat means that everyone's having a really fun Labor Day and treating it like a fun summer day. Like you're doing something fun. Agreed. Like camping or even swimming or something. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyable. Um, I need to tell everyone what happened over the weekend for my birthday. We have to talk about your birthday. We have to talk about what happened and that all my friends betrayed me and lied to me for weeks while they planned a surprise birthday party for me and you guys I'm not easily surprised very hard to surprise I like know everything that's going on and you're very scheduled is the problem very like your calendar is you're very booked up (laughs) so trying to like find a minute to surprise mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. is really tricky. 
Yes. And my friend Leslie decided to throw me this unbelievable mountain retreat, dirty 30 dream birthday. It was insane. It was like a wedding. No, I told her (laughs) when I went to bed that night, I said, I can't sleep. I feel like this might be better than my actual wedding day. This whole day has been better than my wedding day. (laughs) No, it was so beautiful. Like all of the work that went into it, the setting was so dreamy. And then Mm -hmm. all of like the decor and the food was so beautiful. Like she did such an incredible job. Beautiful spread of food and treats. Everything I love. She made sure it was all nut free because I'm allergic to nuts. Mm -hmm. And she had all my favorite people there. It was so special. So intimate. So special. Candles lit. Lights strung. There was a river next to us. Like what? Someone. So one of my friends partner had a drum that was unreal and he played it in the dark mm-hmm. with the stars out so beautiful it was just everything that I could have ever dreamed of and it was so special it was the best dirty 30 surprise party ever and I'm just still in shock that I didn't have a clue that it was happening same I just almost can't believe it I asked you and looked you in the eye and said yes tell me the truth mm-hmm. were you surprised and you said yes mm-hmm. I genuinely was I really thought I ruined it because we had to like move I had to like switch around some recording times and come up with a lie on the spot mm-hmm. to try to, to try and trick her mm-hmm. and that's not my best um It's not my best area. And so Mm -hmm. I really, I, the second I hung up the phone with her, I ran to JP and I was like, she knows, she knows I ruined it. She -hmm. definitely knows something is up. I absolutely didn't. I'm really glad. Yeah. You did a really great job lying. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, everyone screamed at us last week on Instagram about kiwis. I saw a and couple how of you should eat them like and that the we skin. are so first of all that we should be eating the skin if they're organic and all you do is you cut them in half and you use a spoon and eat the kiwi with a spoon right so simple so everyone's everyone's yelling yeah so I needed to make sure that you knew that I knew that everyone else knew <laughs> thank you you know what I've been mm-hmm. like staring because they're the sun gold kiwis that we talked about last week mm-hmm. that are not the same as the green ones um, mm-hmm. but they are, their skin is less fuzzy. And so looking at it, you'd think that you could just like bite into it. I still haven't gotten brave enough. I'm still, and I feel like everyone's Defer. mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Even somebody Defer. that I work, someone that I work with told me that she just eats the whole thing. And I'm really impressed. I think it's just a mental block that I have for some reason, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. once I do it once, I'll be fine. Yes. It's just like getting over that first yes. first thing. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so scary. Completely. But we'll give it a shot. Right? Yes. Um, I don't know what it is about like it is I feel like it does go with the changing of seasons that mm-hmm. I like to throw away half of my belongings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When the seasons start to change, mm-hmm. I go through everything. 
And we've had this like very dirty room in our house that's like the catch-all room, you know. We all have one. And, yeah, right? Everyone has one. Or it's a drawer or a closet. Like whatever it may be, we all have one. Yes. And JP and I just got so sick of ours that we cleaned out the entire thing. And now the room is almost entirely empty. And everything got put away or donated or sold. And it's amazing how much square footage you can take back in your home. Like when you mm. like mm-hmm. clear things out and how mm-hmm. much better it feels when you yes. clear things out. So if you have this room or this drawer or a closet, this is your sign that today could be your day or this yes. season could be your season to go through your place and reclaim it as your own. It makes because you feel like you've lost 20 pounds when you do it. Oh, no, really, though. it's It feels so good. And honestly, it gets it's scarier at first because it gets messier before it gets better. So for like yes. a week, we were living in like a very scary situation, you know, because we were moving things. We we're like, OK, well, this we can put in a bin like we had to go buy more bins to just organize stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, OK, this can go outside in our shed. So we had like a shed pile. But then we had to go through the shed, you know, to make room for things in the shed. So things were scary for a time. And we're like, why yes. did we start this? Like, why did we start this project? Mm-hmm. But now that it's done, everything feels so good and so much better. So much. And then you take it and you donate it and someone else's trash becomes someone else's treasure. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so perfect. It really is. So that's your sign. Well, I'm glad you're living in a cleaner space. Thank you. A more Thank organized you. space. Same. Yes. Um, anything else new in your life, Jules? Um, I have started, I bought a Groupon for um, reformer Pilates classes, which Ooh. has been so fun. Yes. And it's actually so, it was so cheap as well. So if anyone from Utah is looking for that, you can DM me and I will send you the one. But it's been, it's so fun. It's a good reminder for me that like, I feel like I get in a routine with my workouts, whether that's like, I don't know, like my walks mixed with weight training or whatever it is, but then to switch it up and do something different. It's surprising just all the different muscles that you feel when you try a different workout. And it's been so fun. It's been so fun. But I love a reformer. I love a reformer's class. They're so great. And they're hard. They like kick my butt. hard. And you're like, where are these muscles that I didn't know I had? Yes. Yes. Like one that I did last week, I woke up the next morning and it was like the entirety of my inner leg from top to bottom. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. These, these are new. These are Mm -hmm. new spots. These are new, new spots. But it's a fun way to be able to like meet people too. Like I've met like a couple of cute people that seem to go at the same time that I've been going. And uh, so that's fun just to be like a little social and just fun to try something different, like switch up the routine, you know, and try something different than what I normally do. So that's been fun. So I've been doing that. Cute. Yeah. Really fun. Sometimes that's a better environment than a gym yeah 
and like more intimate too, just smaller, like class sizes and you can get like more one-on-one. And sometimes it's, I love a class in the sense that I don't have to think about it. You know, like it's just, you have a teacher and they take you through the ropes, you know, and you just get to sit back and do what you're told, which is sometimes so great for me where I just don't want to have to think about any of that at all. Mindless. Yes. Um, oh, I also had my, this is, this is a shout out to my, um, high school. (gasps) I had my high school reunion, which, you know, I, I have already talked to you about this, Mm -hmm. but we had our 12 year reunion. It was supposed to be a 10, but got pushed back with Mm. COVID, Mm. but had my high school reunion and it was actually so fun. It was so fun. It ended up being such a great experience. I can't say I was like super, super excited, right? Yes. I was like, okay, I feel like I see the people that I want to see and Mm -hmm. I don't see the people (laughs) that I don't really want to see. But I was pleasantly surprised at how many just like familiar faces there were that I was genuinely excited to see and like find out what they were doing with their life and where they were living and all the things. And it was ended up being very fun. And quite a few people that I spoke to listened to our podcast, which is like the ultimate compliment. And so this is just a shout out to my, to my high school. Is it Olympus? No. Bingham. No. No. (laughs) What high school did you go to? Listen to me fail twice. It's fine. It's fine. Brighton. You were close. Oh, you were close. Thing you were close. Yes. It was close. Mm-hmm. Class of 2010, close. you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. So cheers. Cheers to us, you know? Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Why is it so much more silly and scary when people you know listen to the podcast? Terrifying. I was sweating the whole night. I, I texted Nicola after, well, I sent her a voice note and I was like, I am so sweaty and Mm -hmm. just but like over the moon at how everyone was so nice about it that brought it up to me and so supportive but just goes back that we have such a supportive community which we love so much the best yes so that's what's new with me that's been my week too too lucky Mm -hmm. what's new with you gosh not a lot i mean i started work Mm. I've done two full weeks of work now. Yeah, since having Billy. Um, yes. And it was really, really hard. Cried mm-hmm. a lot the Sunday before I started. Um, But I like, as I got into the week, it was much more enjoyable. And I think I realized how much I love my job still. Um, But... Someone had said something, I like remember the exact quote, but it was one of my clients that told me that it's like the question that never can be solved or answered correctly of like, what is the right balance when you become like a mother or in any phase of life where it's like you, there's always going to be something that's not getting as much attention mm-hmm. and you there's always going to be one part of your life that's more neglected than the other so like if I stopped working completely my 
like love for work and that like part of me as like a hairdresser would be neglected and I wouldn't be as fulfilled in that sense. But if I decide to work full time and not be with Billy all day, I'm going to feel like I'm not doing my part as a mother or feeling as fueled as being a mom. So like there's never going to be a perfect balance. Right. And that kind of was like a good thing to hear. Yeah. Just like, yeah, there isn't. And you have to find what's perfect for you and what works for you and what feels best for you. So, um, no, like I have the best nanny in the world. And so I just, yeah, I feel really lucky and, it has been a lot better. Good. Week two went better. Good. So. Good. I love that. in my life. Love that. Yes. Well, that's great. And you will, you'll be, I feel like it's just like you'll be better for yourself and for Billy, like doing other things that you love as well, which we know you love your job totally. so much. Totally. Yeah. Agreed. I read somewhere. I think it was, it had to have been in a book somewhere that they were talking about how we're always looking for balance, but balance Mm -hmm. is like almost like insinuating that there's only like two things that we're trying to manage where it's really more like juggling. It's like we have so, so many things that we're like tossing up all the time and you're just like trying to figure out which ones at the right moment need more attention than others or something. Yes. That's not a direct quote, so <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Sounded very direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounded like it was the correct verbiage and all. Yeah. So whichever book I just really mm-hmm. botched, mm-hmm. <laughs> forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, should we, on that note, I feel like that was very vulnerable, Nick, for you to share. Very vulnerable. Look at us segueing. Look at that. That's what we're best at. <laughs> sure is. Wait, speaking of a segue, is a segue okay, also one of those? <laughs> is it one of those scooters that don't have? Okay, 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 okay. Uh-huh. So you know how sometimes you say a word out loud and you're like, that was wrong. Yes. When you when we said segue, I was like, oh, I'm thinking of a scooter now. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right word. <laughs> and I that's didn't use not it right. <laughs> and that is not what we mean. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But that is what it a segue that, is, yeah, right? That is, I yes. And now you have me second guessing, but I'm yes. now I'm ninety-eight percent sure yes. <gasps> that a segue is also one of those scooters without mm-hmm. well, it has the you like put- two wheels. You just stand up on it. And you like put it against your waist. Yes. The handles? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've don't never know. ridden one. Now I need to Google it. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Today we're talking about vulnerability. Yes. Vulnerability, if you can't tell. Yes. And how it can be your greatest superpower, maybe your most hidden gift. Honestly. Truly. Um, I... Follow Simply Sadie Jane on Instagram. Um, I think she's from Utah. But anyway, she like posted some really beautiful Instagram story of her. So her two kids were going, starting school, and they were going to be in separate um, 
schools this year. Like I think one was in elementary and one was in junior high or something. But her son, like the night before school started, like broke down sobbing and like wanted to hold his older sister and cry to her and be like, I'm going to miss you so bad. Like, I'm so scared to be alone without you. And you've been my best friend. And he just like poured his entire soul out to her. And these are like little kids. And she's holding him and she's like telling him it's going to be okay. And... The mom and the dad were both crying as it was happening, watching it, because they both no. were like, what? what? Like, like, who are these people? Just, yes. who? This is so tender and sweet and, like, real and raw, mm-hmm. and it allows everyone else to just feel every feeling, and so I saw that, and then I also listened to a podcast from Brene Brown about vulnerability. This all like happened in one week. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is such a good topic. Like we need to such. talk about being vulnerable. Yes. We love so, Brene Brown. Shout out to Brene Brown. Her. She's our dream podcast guest. If everyone could yeah. manifest that for us Please. in our team, team manifesting manifest. manner, we would really, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be this year or even next year. No, but maybe the next one. Please. <laughs> Please. Or in a few weeks. Okay, yeah. Great. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Even better. If Mm -hmm. if we're if we're really asking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um but I wanted to go over like let's talk about what vulnerability feels like. Yes. Because I think some people are like, I'm being vulnerable right now. And like maybe you're not. And maybe we don't know what it is. Or maybe you are. But a few things that I just like jotted down were being helpless, embarrassed, being a small child, letting go of your life preserver, allowing people to judge you, the lump in your throat, what it feels like when you have your first kiss or when you say I love you first, basically burying your soul without any guarantees. Yes. And that last one I think is like so key It because it's being vulnerable is kind of like taking a risk Mm -hmm. like it's always a bit risk taking like putting yourself out there and not knowing the response you're going to get but being okay yeah with it regardless on that same note I found just like a it's funny how this happens to us you know when we pick an episode and then all of a sudden things pop up all the time and I was on Pinterest and this like picture came up and it was like like what vulnerability can look like or what vulnerability can include. So like some examples of what being vulnerable can be. Mm -hmm. So I thought Mm -hmm. that I would share some of those so that maybe you can be thinking on those as we talk about it more. So some examples. So sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. Just just finding my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Some examples of vulnerability or how to be vulnerable can include a thank you text to a friend expressing your appreciation of them, a phone call to your sibling who you haven't talked to in a while, a supportive comment to your coworker even if they haven't been favorable to you, a confession of how you feel about something, an apology for something you could have done better, an admission of a mistake you made, an expression of a hope or dream you have, a genuine attempt to connect with someone, even if you're afraid they may not might not reciprocate, 
and a willingness to say, this is who I am. This is what I care about. This is what I believe. Even if you know it might not be accepted. Mm. I love. So I thought those were some good examples because I think that sometimes we see vulnerability as just like sharing every inner thought and feeling with somebody and Mm -hmm. when it can be so many more things than just that like that is a big component but there's so many other parts to it as well yeah um there's a quote by theodore roosevelt was he our president don't ask don't ask me okay don't ask me that okay (laughs) don't ask me that on a public podcast sometimes i feel like you know those things and sometimes i do but not not in this case okay 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 anyway he was a man right (laughs) we know he was a man you guys we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses okay (laughs) i'm literally googling it oh my gosh yeah let me know let me know yeah you go ahead and read that while i find out who he is this quote is amazing it says it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So basically, just like if you want to be brave and show up in your life, you know, you, you're you probably going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like such a good, that's like what it's about is showing up and um, it's not about the winning or the losing. It's about having courage to show up and to be seen. Um, and it's, it's always the people... I think Brene Brown said in this podcast I was listening to, like, she literally, she's like, I don't care about anyone else's opinion unless you're also in the arena with me. Hmm. Like, and you're risking your life too. Like, you're risking Mm -hmm. being made fun of. You're risking hearing that someone doesn't love you back. Like, if you're not in the arena and you're out in the stands watching, like, then I don't care one bit about what you have to say about me. And isn't that true? Because it's always, always, like, the people that throw shade at other people are the people that hide behind themselves or behind a screen or whatever it may be. Like, they're the ones that are making themselves small and not choosing to be themselves and vulnerable and open as well. Um, I think that it hardly ever is... If, if people are also in a place in their lives where they're open to being vulnerable, they're probably not going to be people that are like making you feel bad about your yeah. vulnerability or judging you for it. Yeah. And I really, um, really like that. I love that as well. And um, we love that he was our 26th president of the United States from 1901 to 1909. <clears throat> so, now we know. <laughs> we really, really know. Thanks, Teddy. Thank you, Ted. Also, cute name, Teddy. Really, I know. Uh, that is cute. 
Yes. But look at we all learned something new today. Or maybe yes. just us. Probably just us. <laughs> How embarrassing. I know. <laughs> Things we should look up before we podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. But you know Small what? Small facts. This is us being vulnerable, admitting when we don't know something. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I want to... <laughs> I wanted to share my like a little bit of my experience of like entering into a vulnerable state in my life like I haven't always felt super vulnerable or that I like to be vulnerable I don't know if anyone really like enjoys that though sure. I don't know maybe some people do um but I I actually had this like moment during my maternity leave where I was like do I want to go back to work do I not I'm like really trying to sort through all my feelings. Um, and I was making like mental notes in my head of like, well, why do I want to work? And a lot of the reason that I like yearn working or I miss working or I want to work um, is because of the relationships that I have with all of my clients. And my relationships with all my clients took like a complete turn over the last like I'd say like couple years when I decided okay I'm ready I'm ready to tell people things that feel scary and I'm like ready to like not have surface conversations of like tell me about like what you did over the summer and like what's going on with your kid's birthday party or anything like that I wanted to have like actual conversations that were in depth were meaningful and um I knew that like getting to that point with someone requires you to also do it yourself so anyway I decided to start being vulnerable and sharing parts of my life with all of my clients and um, lots of scary things. And anyway, as I started to do that, um, that's when all my relationships have completely changed um, as far as how I feel with them. And um, yeah, my clients have just basically, we've been able to get on a completely different level um, with each other. And I know that that literally only can happen when we give someone else permission to, um, be vulnerable themselves. And I think that's all, that's like the beauty of vulnerability is the second you do it, it allows someone else to be like, okay, me too. I can do this, or this is a safe space now. Um, so yeah, that's like just been my experience with choosing to be vulnerable and how it's greatly affected my life and all my relationships. It's just taken all of my, it's literally just like turned massive notches in all my relationships where I feel like we're soul sisters now, all of me and my clients, instead of just like a client. And um, I think something that I've really, really learned and noticed is that people want to see real even if it's flawed Mm -hmm. like they don't as much as we all love like the pretty and the perfect it's 
it's fun to stare at and scroll through on Pinterest and Instagram. But like at the end of the day, we all really want real and we want, we don't care if it's marred or flawed. And if anything, we like prefer it that way. I think Mm -hmm. like we would much rather, it's so much more relatable when it's, when it is flawed because we all are flawed. So, yeah, I think we all, we all want connection too. I Mm -hmm. think as, as people and it, and I know you feel the exact same way. It's what you were just talking about is that you feel connected to people when you share yourself with others, Mm -hmm. whether they can relate or not. If they can, then that's a bonus because then you have that connection, but you can connect on a way where they then feel able to share with you. And I think at the end of the day, a connection with other people is a big part of a lot of our purpose here and like what we all strive for. Mm-hmm. And so I I totally agree. I feel like for me, I was never super vulnerable in relationships, like in my dating relationships. Ooh. Like I felt like I was kind of stubborn in the sense where I was never, I never wanted to be the first one to tell people I liked them. I never wanted to help my feelings I always sat back and waited for that and it really wasn't until I met JP that I felt that he and I had a really strong connection and that I felt super comfortable being vulnerable and being open and then at that point it didn't seem to matter as much like who said I love you first or who Mm -hmm. you know made the first move or what games there were to be played like it got to the point where it just felt good to share with somebody and find, and then seeing his reaction to my sharing and having him share back is ultimately, you know, what brought us closer to wanting to be together. And I think that it's really important to focus on that in your, you know, your romantic relationships as well. And that it sometimes can be hard to like swallow your pride and be the vulnerable one in a situation, even if that means like saying sorry, like if you're in a fight, sometimes saying sorry can feel really vulnerable and Mm -hmm. open up that level of communication or uh, to become closer as a couple or to get through like a disagreement. And it's, it just, like you said, gives everyone a safe space to be themselves and to grow closer. And so I think for me, when I started opening up in my dating relationships, it really started to set the tone for my friendships as well, wanting to have that same type of closeness. Yeah. Something like so silly and like it's, it's weird, a weird way to like I guess it is being vulnerable, but me even like talking, I feel like I've always loved to talk about sex. I've Mm -hmm. always loved my sex life. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't care to talk about it. And I know that like that has made people uncomfortable in the past. Um, And it's something I've been like really confident and proud of that like Colby and I have a great sex life. It's something that we've worked on being a big part of our relationship and um, it is important to us and I love that I can be sexual and feel confident while being sexual and um, but the second that all of a sudden sex wasn't 
enjoyable anymore after having a kid and having all my issues with my pelvic floor. Um, it was funny because for a split second, like I wanted to be, I wanted to just lie and be mm-hmm. like, no, it's great. It's great. Everything's perfect. Yes. I'm still right the back same person it. I was before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every I want, yeah. I, Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, no, it's wonderful. And I feel like we have feel this like need to say those things sometimes and to like, yeah, be maybe, maybe not lie, but like embellish a little how good things are, especially when you're talking to like your girlfriends. And, um, anyway, I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be straight up honest about this because of how much this has like rocked my world Mm -hmm. (laughs) for someone who cares so much about sex. Right. (laughs) Um, but anyway, as I have been vulnerable and like, yeah, being like Julie said, being vulnerable doesn't always mean you have to like tell every little like intimate detail to everyone. But I chose to like talk about it on Instagram on a story Mm -hmm. and, um, which is like a little, like, Mm -hmm. A little scary sometimes Just for a putting, few reasons. This out here, yeah. Like it's a pretty intimate detail to bring out into the open for me and Colby's life, and for thousands also just, of people. Yeah, and also it's just like, yeah, it's just a sensitive topic in general. But the second that I like did it, and all the people that have reached out saying like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with anyone, even my own partner, but this is something that I'm going through. And like, thank you for sharing this because knowledge is power. Like now I know how I can fix it by going seeing a pelvic floor therapist, but it's just, so those moments are like very eye opening where you're like, Oh my gosh, a simple time where I can just be vulnerable for a second and share something vulnerable about myself allows others to not only feel like a sense of like oh I now feel okay like I'm not I'm not alone in who I am Mm -hmm. I'm not weird for going through this as well because it's like a sense of connection like oh there's all these other people that are going through it Um, but it can also just be empowering in the sense of like okay well now I know how to fix this or now I know what I can do better to better the situation whatever it is that the topic is um it's just nice when people are willing to share Mm -hmm. like the real parts of them and what they're going through so that you can know better how to navigate what you might if you are also going through the same thing Mm -hmm. um that's I feel like that's something that I I think we all forget, but is so, it's a thousand percent true. It's that if you're feeling something, there is 100% chance that somebody Mm -hmm. else has felt the exact same way or has gone through the exact same or close to similar thing. And I think that a lot of the times we do think, oh, like no one's going to be able to relate or like, I'm the only one and this is embarrassing for me when literally there are so many people. One, I, it just popped into my mind. This is something that's not even a deep thing, but it's like a, a gross thing. Um, if you'll remember from like our very first episode when I um, admitted to chewing 
um, pretzels as a child. Oh my god! And then spitting them back out onto a pretzel and then re-eating them. <laughs> How gross, right? And I was, I remember being mortified and thinking no one else, mm-hmm. no one else ever, mm-hmm. ever has done this. And I can't tell you, I still cry. People still DM me. Someone DM'd me about this last week saying they, they do the same thing, but they or don't, they don't do it now that they did as yes. a child, but with like crackers, you know? And I love it. I know. And it's just such a funny thing. Like that's a, like, that's such a dumb little thing. Yes. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean anything, but it's ju- it just goes to show that even your weird things that you have experienced mm-hmm. or like your feelings that you've gone through, things you've done, like somebody else can relate to you. I, I, I'm going to say every time. Yes. And so it's important to remember that there is somebody's life that like you can impact by sharing your feelings or what you're going through. Like even if you don't know them or you don't see it or they don't, resp- they don't, they don't DM you and say, Hey, mm-hmm. I it, like appreciate you sharing this. I'm going through the same thing. Like there are, will always be people who don't feel comfortable sharing that in return, but knowing that there are definitely people even amongst people close to you that you might not even know that mm-hmm. are experiencing similar things, I think is really important to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Brene Brown talks about like who, how do you know who to be vulnerable with and she talks a lot about that it's earned like it has to be earned mm. that mm-hmm. you don't have to be vulnerable with everyone that's not what she like is trying to tell everyone it's definitely something that needs to be earned and um you definitely need to feel like you're in a safe space and um that earning someone's vulnerability it's it's like it's gonna take time in a relationship it's not like you meet someone on your first day and you're like here's my entire life let me give you every little vulnerable part about me I'm gonna tell you it all no it like it you need to like fill the jar and over time you'll the jar is full and then you're like all right now I'm t- it's time for me to like sh- share with you because now that I know this is a safe space um and she was I think someone in like had asked her a question of like well what happens if you end up like being vulnerable with like the wrong person how do you go about that how do you navigate that Mm -hmm. um and there's always there is always something to learn when we when we are when we choose to share to be vulnerable even if it ends up bad like I mean I I was trying to think of times where I've been vulnerable and it and I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, should I have not? And with like, see, I was opposite than you with with boyfriends. I feel like I opened up a lot more than I should have with people I dated. Mm -hmm. And there's three boys that I dated before Colby that I chose to tell um like very intimate parts of like my family like situations with my family with and like very dark details that I would not want just like floating around everywhere 
And it's so funny because when I would stop, when I like decided not to date him anymore, that was like one of my biggest worries of like, are they going to go tell everyone those things? Mm-hmm. You get and that pit in your stomach. You, you do. Feel sick. Yeah. You do. Because you were mm-hmm. like, I was so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And now look, like now we're done. You might be angry with me. Like, so are you going to go tell all these things? And it's been so special still for me to see that at least as far as I know those people those men have not told others and and if they have those other people have like obviously kept it sure intimate and quiet too but it wasn't ever like broadcasted mm-hmm. by these people and it helps me real like learn that okay I probably that wasn't a mistake opening up to them and being vulnerable with them. Cause I think there's always something someone can learn from it and hopefully they learned something from it. And, and I got to learn something from it in return being vulnerable with them. Um, but I also have had situations where like friends growing up in high school, I told stuff to, and that was very vulnerable and, they ended up doing some really horrific things with the information. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, well, I made a big mistake. I should have never been vulnerable with, vulnerable with you. Right. And then you, you feel like you need to shut down and never tell anyone anything. But ultimately as I've grown, I've been able to learn. I, I think I have better, a better judgment now of like who to be vulnerable with, but I feel like you have to start being vulnerable with people to learn who's deserving of it or not. Sometimes it's Agreed. hard to know who mm-hmm. is. And, and I, I think, think it, you'll learn. Yeah. And I think it is ultimately, like we've said, it is a risk. And so you kind of have to just know that going in, mm-hmm. that there is a possibility like you will be judged or someone will hurt you. And there mm-hmm. is that chance. But I still think sharing is more benefit is more beneficial mm-hmm. in the end I still think it benefits you more even if someone doesn't accept it it's like well at least I've done m- what I can do you know right like if you have a hard co- I spoke to someone who had a hard conversation with someone that they were wanting to have the conversation with for years and they were really hopeful that the conversation was going to go well and they were going to be able to work through some things and they had the conversation and it didn't go the way they wanted. It wasn't received well. They didn't get the response they wanted. And she said at first it, I mean, that, that sucks, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I've been waiting on this conversation for years. I've had it. It didn't go great. So that sucks. And that's a bummer. But then she started to think like, well, okay, at least like I laid all my cards on the table. Like I have nothing left her regret. I left nothing unsaid. Like this person knows exactly how I feel. And that Mm -hmm. is, you know, they can do with that what they want, but at least on my end, like I've done what I can do. And sometimes that's all you need is just like getting something off your chest, even if it isn't taken well, it's like, well, okay, I feel better. Like if you're still holding a grudge or if you're not gonna like accept me or if you're not gonna respond well it's like that's then on someone else you know 
And so Mm -hmm. I thought that was a super good example of vulnerability that didn't necessarily go the way you hope, you know? Yeah. But still gave the same, I don't know, I guess, amount of like freedom. Like there wasn't like a connection. There wasn't like a deep, you know, good, Mm -hmm. profound feeling that they made with someone else, but with themselves, they were able to find peace. And I think that that's every bit as important as finding like connection with other people and building a foundation with other people is doing what you need to do for yourself as well to be able to move forward in your own life as well. Yeah. I think I just thought of um, the, like the act of telling someone you love them first in a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you choose to do that and they don't say it back, like say they say, I actually don't feel that. Mm Mm-hmm. So scary and sad, Ugh. but, and like, obviously that's a huge, huge vulnerable situation to be in. Mm-hmm. You're putting your, enti- your actual heart on the line and them telling you, I don't feel that way actually. Well, yeah. Okay. So did that situation not go as planned? Yes. But now you get to move on. <laughs> Yes. Which puts you in a new, it just pivots you mm-hmm. instead of wasting time. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I think that sometimes we think that, or I would like to think being vulnerable will always end positively. Mm-hmm. Something like magical will always come out of it, but it a lot of the time probably won't mm-hmm. too. And at least it will redirect you and be another answer or a pivotal point in your life where you learn something and can change based off of that. Um, instead of like wasting time, loving someone that doesn't love you back. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I like, I like that, that it is, I mean, it all really is a risk and it's with risk never, I mean, it always comes great reward, but it's not always going to look like roses and flowers and happiness. It might, take a minute to get to Mm -hmm. that point I found this quote on um it's called myquestionlife.com okay Mm -hmm. but it says being vulnerable is choosing to be so I guess before I read the quote it's um this part is about in order to be vulnerable you have to know who you are in order to portray your true feelings to somebody else And if you don't know who you are, doing that is going to be really hard to convey. So the quote is, being vulnerable is choosing to be your authentic self in situations when you don't know the outcome. Vulnerability in its definition requires an emotional risk. That's why self-awareness and vulnerability are intertwined. You can't show up as your authentic self if you don't know who your authentic self is. Yes. I love that. Yes. And I yes. saw I saw somewhere, maybe even the same site that it said, um, 90% of us claim to be self-aware when only 10% of us actually are, <laughs> which is pretty mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. And so on that website, there's a self-awareness quiz. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Which was fun. I I didn't take the full thing, but once I started reading through it, I was like, okay, I feel like I have to share this. So I'll put the link in our show notes 
So you, you'll need like a notebook to keep track of your answers, but it's nice. It's a, it is just like a quiz, a a quiz and a test, a quest Quest. to see, (laughs) to see how self-aware you are. And it's just like to check in with yourself really Mm -hmm. and see like how you're doing in that mind frame and see if that's something that you can work on. And already I answered like 10 of the questions and I was like, okay, I could see that there were areas I could definitely improve on. And I, I am someone who considers myself to be pretty self-aware. So it just goes to show that I'm probably in the 90% that thinks I am, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? No, I agree. I I thought that was a cool part. Yeah. And I think I'm there too. I like think I'm very self-aware and I feel like I'm I always live authentically but I I'm always woken up like a few times a week where I'm like oh I'll like see someone do something very authentic to themselves I'll watch Mm -hmm. it you know and I'll say to myself I wouldn't be brave enough to do that and then I realize I have work to do yes because I still feel like I hold back in certain areas and even though I think that I'm living as authentically as possible so I mean it's all about being brave all about being brave Brene Brown talks all about that without bravery none of this can even exist because that's the first step have you read her book daring greatly no me neither it's on my nightstand my to be read says it's unreal Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that it talks about all of Mm -hmm. this I'm sure we'll both read it and then we'll be back to do a part two we will but I challenge you guys I feel like if you guys have I mean our last episode is on friendships I feel like these like kind of can coincide Mm -hmm. fun to have back to back but I feel like you guys should try to whether it's a family member or a friend to be vulnerable with them in some way shape or form this upcoming week or if it's like a boss of yours and you know you've been like you are so worthy of receiving a raise at work and you are so scared Mm -hmm. to sit down with your boss and say hey this is how I feel I would like for you to consider giving me a raise because that sounds scary terrifying so if that's what it is try that this week I feel like we all should try to put ourselves out there and do something vulnerable whether it's a public thing or a very intimate thing with someone intimate um whatever it is and Mm -hmm. I feel like we all can grow and feel so much more empowered when we do that so and and I I personally know that it has completely and we all talk about how we love friendships on if you're a flourish listener, we all love our community. We love friends. Mm-hmm. It's what we're all about. And I know that personally in my friendships and in my life, choosing to be vulnerable with my friends has been like one of the greatest rewards that I've had um, and has been such a, has made my friendships so much more fulfilling and um, more real and authentic. And I feel like I have a support system that is unlike any other just because I feel that there is a genuine true safe space with all those people I've chosen to be vulnerable 
with. So agreed. You can't beat that. Can't can't beat that. Can't beat so that. So you might feeling. as well join it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. We did it. We did it. We were vulnerable today. We were we were vulnerable today. Look at us. Thriving, flourishing. Flourishing. We love all of you guys. So much. So much. And you guys are always so vulnerable with us on yeah. Instagram, Facebook group. Yes. So which we appreciate that. So much. And let us know how it goes this week. If you have yes. a hard conversation or you do something that you feel is vulnerable, or if you need help in a situation of how to be vulnerable, we're here. You can DM us. We are here. Share it with us. We want to know all of it. Keep us in the loop. Mm -hmm. We love you so much. We love you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. (laughs)